So, here's one for you. For those of you silly little boys and girls who haven't been paying attention, I have been YouTubering for the past while. And by the past while, I mean the last month or so. I had gotten, I don't know, not pissed off. I suppose a little bit pissed off. It's okay to be pissed off. I spend quite a lot of my time being pissed off and stuff, but I was getting a bit pissed off the whole podcast thing. A big part of that, I think, was, I suppose after, you know, fucking three or four odd hundred episodes, you'd expect to be a little bit further along in terms of listenership, maybe. Um, Now, granted, it was in fits and spurts over the years and, and blah, 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 blah. And I've always maintained that I was doing it, you know, for selfish reasons. I was doing it for me, not for not to build an audience per se, but that I found great benefit in exercising what was in my head, you know, getting it out. And slight segue here, but I, I was chatting to uh, future guests of the show, Gary Morell. Shout out to Mr. Morell over on the other side of the globe, over in Australia. I had a bit of a back and forth with himself, and something that came up was this idea of uh, why I don't post to social media and one of the reasons that he pointed out he he was asking is this why and he he was certainly right at least in part I don't want to be clogging up people's feeds with stuff I personally don't follow anybody on social media I'm an avid user of YouTube but I don't subscribe to anybody on YouTube so when I open up either YouTube Instagram Facebook or Twitter I have all of these platforms but my, my my feed is essentially empty because I don't follow anybody. The only thing that comes up for the most part is ads, with the exception of YouTube, which auto-populates a, a feed for you. But with regards to the other things, I don't follow anybody, so nothing is there other than ads, which means that when I go on them, it means that I actively have to search out something, which means I'm in control of the content that I'm consuming. And YouTube is the same. I don't doom scroll through YouTube you know, I get sucked in every so often, but it's 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 a very rare occurrence. The point being, I curate what I'm exposed to online, and in a good way, in a very good way. I couldn't recommend it more highly. And if you're of the habit of going on to whichever platform it is, YouTube or WhatsApp, or not even WhatsApp, but any of them, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, pick your poison, and when it's feeding you something, as far as I'm concerned, that's a that's a you're on a downhill trajectory. There, very little good. There is a bit of good in it. Don't get me wrong, but the net it's a net negative. That's the way I would view it. It's you know two steps forward and twenty seven steps back. But anyway, I committed to making one hundred videos on the back of on YouTube on the back of Mr. Beast's advice. Mr. Beast is a a famous YouTuber. For those of you who aren't familiar with YouTube and and what it is, most people will know what it is. It's a, you know, video sharing platform type thing. But it's an industry. It's better viewed as an industry. So when I say Mr. Beast is, you know, one of the biggest YouTubers, that puts him in the same echelon, if not far above Hollywood movie stars. That's how big YouTube is. YouTube should be viewed like Hollywood almost or at least the upper echelon of YouTube now I'm a YouTuber but I'm not in Hollywood obviously there are, it's it's a spectrum like most things so at the bottom of the rung of YouTube there's people like me posting stuff 
and then at the top of it there's people like Mr Beast who have god knows how many hundreds of millions of subscribers and are you know turn I don't know 50 million quid a month maybe more which is you know puts any Hollywood superstar to fucking shame Mr Beast I would imagine don't quote me on on any of this now it's a broad sweeping generalisation alert but Mr Beast would make in a month what the top Hollywood movie stars might make in a year if they do a big blockbuster or two but anyway I digress Mr Beast was asked has he any advice to aspiring YouTubers and the advice that he gave was yeah yeah I do actually make a hundred videos and upload them and try and make each one incrementally better than the last by however small a margin now I haven't done that I've committed to making a hundred videos and I haven't committed to making each one better than the last I've just committed to putting them up because I'm a big fan of volume and that's just it seems to be how I learn I have to do more and more and more and more and more and I learn a tiny little bit so with a thousand hours of effort I learn what somebody smarter than me might learn in five minutes but it's not all bad because I have the capacity to pump out thousands and thousands of hours of effort so in comparison to somebody way smarter than me who doesn't put in the effort I come out on top always because it's just the way I'm wired and it's just the way that it's worked out but a couple I've learned loads I've put up I think 44 YouTube videos now for the most part they're identical to the likes of this it's just me monologuing the only difference is I have my camera mounted to my windscreen and I'm recording the view in front of me so I'm driving to work now as I speak and if this was a YouTube video the audio would be identical only you'd be able to watch my commute to work and I have I'm using both cameras so the forward facing camera shows the road ahead of me and then the for want of a better term quote unquote selfie camera faces me so I'm in the top left hand corner of the screen on my YouTube videos it's off the lead on YouTube check it out if you're that way inclined anyway I digress as always I said I'd give the whole podcasting thing a whirl again I was reminded this morning I was checking my bank balance which I'm in the habit of doing running your own business you have to kind of monitor these things quite closely to see what's coming in and what's coming out and all that jazz and I noticed an amount coming out for Acast and I was my knee jerk was like for fuck's sake I haven't uploaded a podcast in god knows how long I could very easily have you know cancelled that and saved myself to, I think it was 169 euro um, now that would be for the year to be fair but still it's 169 euro better in my pocket than Acast's but then I was thinking ah all my you know quote unquote portfolio of episodes are all there already I don't want to lose them all I don't have them saved anywhere else. Now, it's expensive storage. €169 quid a year would buy you multiple terabytes of online storage, I'm sure. But anyway, I digress. It kind of reminded me, it's like, oh, fuck yeah, you used to do podcasts as opposed to YouTube videos. And without realising it, I kind of done this without, I don't know, without formally deciding to do it. I had kind of transitioned from podcaster to YouTuber. However recent, I mean, I've, I don't know, 400 episodes in podcast land and 44 episodes in YouTube land. 
So it's a very recent transition, but I certainly had transitioned to a degree. And then I kind of thought to myself, I like the audio-only version. And I know a lot of people did as well, because past guests and friend of the show, Pat O'Reilly, I stand to be corrected on this, but my understanding is that he's listened to pretty much everything that I've ever put out in podcast land and hasn't listened to any of what I've put in YouTube land. So there's certainly two separate audiences. Now, I'm spoiled with YouTube because I use it so much. I find the value in paying for it. It's, I think, €12 a month if you want it ad-free, which I'd highly recommend. If you use YouTube on a daily basis, spoil yourself for €12 a fucking month and get rid of all those ads, especially, especially if you've got kids and they watch YouTube. Because 12 quid a month by 12 months, 145, it's 150 quid a year. You'll save that 150 quid a year by not ending up having to buy the shite that your kids are advertised on YouTube at Christmas. They'll no doubt want some big flashy thing that the algorithm is pumping down their tiny little eyes into their tiny little brains from the end of September through October, November and December. They'll want something that some ad has gotten into their head like a mind virus and made them want and begged you for. And depending on how many kids you have, or maybe it's just one, maybe they'll want the new fucking Xbox, which is, I don't know, 8 million euro. Your 150 quid a year is saved if your kids watch YouTube, it saved the Christmas time from them not badgering you to buy them some new fatty bullshit that they don't need and you can't afford and shouldn't be in your fucking house. But anyway, I digress. I'm back podcasting. I'm going to maintain the YouTubing. But what I'm going to do, I think, for the remainder of my YouTube videos is actually make them YouTube videos, not podcasts with video, which is essentially what I've been doing. Now, don't get me wrong. It's been great. It's been very valuable. I've learned a fucking shit ton, which I must actually quantify. I'm getting into the habit of quantifying things. I've spoken before ad nauseum about this idea of kind of metrics and personal metrics, I think, is, is, a, is something that I'm really getting behind an example of which is so I weigh myself every day and I've been doing it doing it now for about 12 weeks or so and I did it previously for about I think it was 27 weeks every single morning so my routine every day is I get up I go to the toilet I take my inhaler I've got asthma more to come on that in another episode I was only recently diagnosed with exercise induced asthma if you've ever heard of such a thing so I get up, go to the toilet, take my inhaler, brush my teeth, and then the very next thing is I weigh myself and make note of my weight. And what I do is I weigh myself every morning, and over the course of seven mornings, I add up my weight over the previous seven mornings. I average it, so I add up my weight over the last seven days, divide it by seven, and that is my weight. Because you're not what you weigh when you stand on the weighing scales. You're what you weigh once you've monitored your weight daily for seven days after going to the toilet and before you've eaten or drank anything you do that for seven days divided by seven that's what you weigh anything else it's not pointless you're going to get an approximate idea of what you weigh but if you're trying to either increase your weight or decrease your weight you need to know exactly what you weigh week on week and the beauty of monitoring it like that is 
I find myself, particularly in the evenings when I'm inclined to, you know, stuff chocolate into my big fat face, I don't, or at least I don't as much, because something in the back of my head goes, Frano, you have to weigh yourself in the morning, you don't want to be up on yesterday or up on average over the week, don't be a big fat fuck, Frano. So that little reminder, it's, again, it's, it's, it's fucking part and parcel of habit, but when you have it written down, it can be very beneficial, or it is very beneficial for me at least. Broad sweep and generalization alert. Maybe it's not your thing. Maybe you're not that way inclined. Whatever. It really, really, really works for me. I've managed to lose, it was 20 kilos I'm down from my heaviest. I'm up slightly again, but I've put on a bit of muscle mass and all the rest of it. More to come on that. I plan on hitting the weights pretty soon, something I've never really done. Um, bit of an update from the last time I was podcasting for the last, I don't know, good few months now, I've been doing in excess of 100 push-ups every day, which is great. I went from doing 20 of them five times a day, and I'm down to doing 50 of them twice a day. So that's been a fucking great journey. And again, it's the metrics. It's being able to fucking see a very quantifiable, very definable difference. Because there's a number associated with it. If you are doing as many push-ups as you can in a day that's great and long may that continue but if you're not counting the fucking things it's very easy at least it is for me who is a black belt in mental gymnastics to convince yourself that you're doing great but numbers don't fucking lie one of my boyfriends a guy called Henry Rollins is a great quote which I'm going to butcher something along the lines of no matter how tough or easy life gets 100 pounds is always 100 pounds now he's talking about pounds as in weights so it could be kilos actually no matter how good or bad life gets 100 kilos is always 100 kilos this something along the lines of the steel will always kick you the real deal that's kind of how he phrased it but what he meant was 100 kilos on the weightlifting bar is always 100 kilos, depend, regardless of whether you're in good mood or in your bad mood or anything of the sort, whether it's raining outside or sunny or the winter or fucking summertime, it doesn't matter. 100 kilograms is 100 kilograms. And it's the same for your weight. You might think, oh, I'm feeling quite slim today. But if you're up two kilos on your average weight from where you were last week, you might feel slimmer, but you fucking won't be because you're two kilos fucking heavier. <laughs> Another thing about podcasting, or sorry, YouTubering. With YouTube, I don't have the luxury of pausing the video, collecting my thoughts, and then start recording again. You can do it, obviously, but the video jumps. So over the last 44 episodes, I've been speaking extemporaneously, as I've been doing for years. But I think I got into a bad habit in previous seasons, in all previous seasons, of pausing, collecting my thoughts, and then continuing with the episode. Which is great from a listener's point of view, I think, but not great from the content creation point of view. Because it's a little cheat. It makes it easier. And... If you want to get better at something, making it easier probably isn't the way forward. 
So I think I've... One thing that YouTubering has taught me is... And not even taught me, but just shown explicitly to me is... I have the ability to talk for... How long is it now? 16 minutes, holy fuck. I have the ability to talk for 16 minutes straight. With a relative thread of a thought... I know I've fucking chopped and changed a bit and probably haven't said what exactly I set out to say. But a couple of notes before I made this recording would have helped. But I'm not going to beat myself up about it. It's the first one back. Glad to be back. And if you're glad that I am back and you're listening, let me know. You'll get me on imoffthelead at gmail.com. And on that note, I'll chat to you soon.